The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Welcome, everybody, to The Christine Uptrich Show and The Vibration of Change. So grateful you're joining us here today. You might be listening live in the Seattle area on KKNW AM 1150, or anywhere around the world on TransformationTalkRadio.com, or perhaps on Facebook Live on Transformation Talk Radio page or Christine Upchurch professional page. Or you might be listening after the fact on ChristineUpchurch.com, one of the dozens of podcasts that sends up. But wherever and whenever you're joining us from today, we're grateful to have you here. And we're going to be talking about COVID. And we're not going to be talking about the science of COVID right now, but we are going to be talking about the impact and how it changes our perspective of ourselves and of the world. And, and um, But before we get into that, I want to say hello to the people behind the technology, uh, Olivia and Benny. Good morning. Hi there. Morning. And we're hoping that this video turns out well and the audio quality is good. Um, we're going to take a quick break and check everything to make sure I'm in a remote location. Internet's a little iffy, um, but we will be right back with our special guest here in just a few moments. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Uptrich Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. That is the wonderful Michael Tomlinson. Go to his website, michaeltomlinson.com, if you want to listen to his music, download some of it. He's an upcoming guest, too. He's, he's sort of shifted into something new as well as the music, and, and we'll learn more about that in a couple of months. Our guest today is Alana Pratt. She's an intimacy coach. She is the go-to authority for those who have suffered heartbreak, been there, done that, and are ready to live unapologetically and attract an open-hearted, ideal relationship. And she talks about how it's really a lot less about finding the one and more about becoming the one. And I'll show you her book in a moment. 
Um, she's a certified coach and she has nearly 5 million viewers on her YouTube channel. Oh, that's so impressive. She offers private group and online coaching programs for singles and couples to help her clients develop a healthy, intimate relationship with themselves and, and attract the significant other who can, can sort of rise to the occasion of who you become. Um, she's an Ivy League grad, and she's the author of six books and hosts the edgy podcast, Intimate Conversations. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> she has been chosen as an icon of influence, was a weekly columnist for Good Men Project, and has been featured in Huffington Post, People Magazine, and Forbes, as well as on CBS and Fox, and here she is on the Christine Upchurch show. I'm so grateful. Um, she's also a proud supporter of the nonprofit Rise of the Butterfly, whose mission is to end human trafficking, which is such an important thing. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Alana Pratt. Hi, Alana. Oh, Christine. Hi. It's so great to be here. I love this vibration of change. It's, you know, at the end of the day, we all yeah. are a vibration. I'm so glad you get that. And I'm here to give people practical tips and tools well, on how they can raise that in their life. Yeah. Yes, it, it is about vibration. And I think that, um, you know, I have to mention your book, I can't say part of it on the air because we are FCC regulated, but it's funny than one is BS, becoming the one is brilliant and beautiful. And ironically, the key to attracting your ideal partner. And I wanna show this um, book and uh, I love this concept. Mm. So I'm, I'm really curious, you focus on helping people attract the ideal mate you focus on sort of the intimacy between couples and, and helping relationships to thrive. Why is it right now you're choosing to talk about COVID and the effects of that? Mm, thank you. COVID has shown us that we thought we were in control, <laughs> but we've never been in control and life has always been uncertain. And a lot of the times when singles or couples come to me, they are um, misunderstanding that when I find the one, I'll be safe. When I find the one, I'm enough, right? It's all this yes, external yes. seeking of worthiness and approval in order to rest on the inside. The beauty of COVID is it's showing us that there's nothing certain on the outside. And it's an invitation to slow down, feel what you don't want to feel, face what you don't mm. want to face, come to terms with your shadows, turn them like alchemy into your strengths rather than shove them away and build some resilience and learn to open your heart in the face of anything. Put down your walls and your weapons and, and speak from this vulnerable, interconnected place, intimacy with self, so that you can share intimacy with another. And I think it's actually one of the best times to meet somebody now during COVID because the real person is showing up most of the time we can keep it together look good and and you know shine people on but right now uh -huh. we are our true selves and if you are a hot mess and not dealing with stress well it's going to show but if you are one of those ones the growth oriented ones that are slowing down feeling healing and really getting clear about what really matters that's who's going to show up dating so I think you're going to meet your ideal person even more easily or up-level your relationship to what really matters more easily if, and it's all if, you're willing to go inside and do the intimacy work. So 
I know that, um, you know, we talk about shadow side, the Jungian um, aspect of, of, you know, that part of ourselves that often we don't integrate. Yeah. Or even are aware of. And first of all, I want to know why is it during these times we're starting to see this stuff come up more easily? And secondly, why is it important for us to face these aspects of ourselves? It's always important to face these aspects, but I rarely have a client that comes to me, hey, I'd like to get uncomfortable. I'd like to sit in the fire. <laughs> I'd like to face all my demons. Let's do it. Like, no, they come to me yeah. when the divorce, the affair, the bankruptcy, the cancer, they need a train wreck in order to go, okay, I give and go within. So the beauty of COVID is there's various train wrecks. Maybe somebody's stock portfolio has disintegrated. Maybe their job is gone or maybe their job is more busy than ever and they've had to pivot. Maybe they want to sell the kids because they are home all day long and they are so up to their eyeballs with having to try to homeschool and work from home. Or maybe the, the couple could was just sort of surviving, but now that they're in the same room every single day, they're like, I want my partner alien abducted. Thank you very much, right? Like we're really seeing, oh my God, we, we, <laughs> We need to slow down and talk about that family budget that we never got around to talking about. We need to talk about our sexual intimacy that we've never slowed down to talk about. We need to talk about how we're, we're parenting our children. Are we gonna explain about the violence, the racism, the COVID? Like, how are we gonna to communicate to our children? Like, there's some bigger questions now that are in our face that normally, oh, we'll just go on Facebook. I'll just have another pint of Haagen-Dazs. I think I'll hide and go on porn. No one will know. I think I'll buy my 17th handbag, you know, like all these coping mechanisms or all the way to drugs and alcohol, et cetera, that we've been using mm -hmm. that the beauty of COVID is it's in our face now. Those coping mechanisms aren't cutting it. Thank goodness. Yeah. It's time to grow right. up and do the inner work to be our best self because humanity needs it. Our families need it and our soul is aching for it. Mm, so beautifully said. I I also think that there's another way where we start to see our shadow sides where, you know, for those who are, you know, financially secure enough, maybe their job continues, um, but they're they're not facing the financial stress and they're home with their kids and they realize, wow, I've been so disconnected from my kids and I'm really, really loving my time with them. Mm. And I'm a part of their learning process. And oh my goodness, my spouse and I have like been sort of like, you know, passing as like ships in the night. Yes. And here we are spending time together. And it's, it helps people to evaluate the flip side, the, the, the negativity of, of where they've been living. And they're starting to see there's some possibilities of, of a more meaningful life, you know, gardening or family time, um, more time to breathe. Yeah. Oh, you said that so eloquently, Christine. I was just talking to my sister the other day. She has three kids. She's a physician. He's a physician, you know, two ships in oh, the wow. night, very, very busy. Um, and she had I complained about one of the kids, you know, not doing their homework or having to force them to practice the piano or can you get your lunch ready on your own, all of this. But with COVID, they have taken away a significant amount of their activities. 
and they've only done the activities that the kids really want to do. And what she noticed is when she took away some of this back to back to back, you know, got to stay busy, got to stay engaged, we've got to Uh be always on the go. When she took those away from one of her children, all of a sudden she doesn't need to ask her to do her homework. She just does it. She doesn't need to ask her to Mm. practice the piano. She just plays and is having so much fun because she's just got enough to do that resonates, that's in balance, that's true to her heart, Uh not what we unconsciously, and she's just a great mom. She just wants to give them all these opportunities. She's not a bad mother. So many of us are just unconscious do-do-doers rather than slowing down to really be and listen to what that beautiful equilibrium could be. And her family is thriving and I'm so happy for them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's say that um, with COVID, just, just about the, the, the reality of perhaps being stuck at home more, um, what sorts of shadow sides have you seen become illuminated that people are needing to face? Yeah. Well, the, if you're single, this sense of isolation is worse. Mm-hmm. The sense of disconnection is more palpable. The sense of loneliness is almost debilitating. You were able to at least go out to the grocery store or a coffee shop or something, and now it's four walls or your phone. And, and so there's a desperateness mm-hmm. to, again, remember how I was speaking earlier about how I used to be quite miswired, looking for my approval from my accomplishments. Do you like me? Will you hire me? Will you date me? The size of my bank account, the size of my butt, (laughs) all of these external (laughs) things to to be enough, right? And Uh I learned personally, and that's what I teach my clients, if we wire it the other way, where my worth is on the inside, no matter what, where I have Mm -hmm. my, I call her like little you inside, little Alana. You know, I have her back though. Even if, you know, the bank account goes down, I still love and accept you. Even if you're single for another couple of years before you meet somebody, I love and accept you. Even if during the worst of my custody battle, I went through quite a long custody battle and I thought maybe all of the people that follow me will think I'm a fraud and, and, and unsubscribe or what have you, I love and accept you. Uh-huh. This idea of coming home for our worth on the inside so that we are alone but not lonely because we have our own back. Mm -hmm. We maybe have a deeper relationship with God, the universe, the divine, the field, whatever way you like to think about it. This is what the shadow of singles are facing. Oh my goodness, I've only been seeking connection from the outside in. What about the connection with myself, my heart, my soul, my truth, my purpose, my mission, my vision, my God, my universe? Mother Nature, Gaia, like there's so many internal relationships that we can balance so that when we show up to date, we're not doing it from empty. We're doing it from fullness and from the overflow, truly curious and interested about another, not trying to be good enough and getting and grasping. So that's a a singles shadow. And in terms of a couple's shadow, I alluded to it earlier, they, they might have just not slowed down to talk about the money or the uh, ailing parents, or how do we talk about tragedy in the world to our children? Or do you really, are you still really attracted to me? I feel like we've just sort of turned into roommates. 
I see you, your eyes wandering and it hurts my heart, but we don't have the, we just make ourselves busy so that we don't have to have those tough conversations. So the shadows of insecurities or lack of appreciation or thinking we're on two different pages or on different wavelengths and, and then concluding, well, if I talk about it, we'll get a divorce. I go, well, maybe not. Maybe we could find a way to have these beautiful heart open conversations where through conflict, you can get even stronger. Conflict doesn't mean the end. It can mean something richer, but there needs to be first that relationship with self again, right back to that little you inside Mm -hmm. so that you can open your heart and seek to listen and understand, not seek to fix and be right and dominate when you're in that conversation and just Mm -hmm. be in the question. You can't do that if your worth and security is on the outside. You got to control the outside. But if your safety and security is on the yeah. inside, you might not like what they say, but you don't lose your marbles and you can stay present and you can mm-hmm. ask more questions. Tell me more. Mm, that's curious. Help me understand. And you can really have a deep, mm-hmm. rich, intimate, vulnerable connection where, oh my God, we're closer than I ever thought we could be. And that uh-huh. honeymoon phase is over and the disconnection phase is over. But stage three is starting to happen where there's that real rich when you look across the room there's wisdom we've been through it all together we were in the fire we Mm. rose as phoenixes together we're stronger than ever Mm. we did that you know you get to share that stage three relationship yeah i think with relationships too um although this isn't always the case but oftentimes the things we're afraid to say on some level are actually known by both people in the relationship and so it becomes a relief when spoken aloud and it's that through that place and I always think the vibration of changes is comes from this place of allowing it and Mm. um sort of accepting what is on some level not not that you don't want to change it mind you but rather I mean that you can't change it but rather this is the truth of where we're at right now let's breathe into that and see what possibilities come from here Mm. Um, I mean, sometimes there'll be somebody in a relationship who will just be totally blindsided by it. But generally speaking, I think it's, it's kind of like the, the elephant in the room. Yeah. Well said. I like the quote by Joseph Campbell, the treasure, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek, right? So that conversation you don't want to have is actually where all the magic is and the devotion can be ignited again. And you brought up a great point about the concept of allowance. I talk about this a lot with my clients. What you resist persists. What you avoid will grow. And if that is yourself, your relationship with self, you're going to be emotionally unavailable to yourself and have that emotional disconnection with your partner. And so when you can come into allowance, which doesn't mean you like it, doesn't even mean you prefer it, but you're willing to just be in the discomfort, sit in the fire, keep your heart Mm -hmm. open, stay curious, ask high vibrational questions, really seek to understand Mm -hmm. what else is possible. Tell me something that you want me to understand that you think I may not understand. Tell me something that you've been afraid to tell me. Tell me something about the way you Mm -hmm. like to be loved. Some of these questions, when you just simply say, it's a format called the dyad that I've been trained in for years and years. Um, There's many elements to it, but the main element is when you go back and forth asking these questions, the other person only gets to say, thank you. 
no rebuttals, no justifications, no, but I used to, and you never, like none of you just get to zip it. And you uh -huh. just say, thank you, which doesn't even mean I agree. It's just that state of allowance yes. where I hear you and I understand. And then you go back and forth. Let me tell you, and maybe you've done this yourself, Christine, but after a good 30 minutes of simply going back and forth of tell me something you want me to understand that you think I may not fully understand. OMG, the truths that get revealed, the elephant, as you say, gets spoken of and heard, but not in this accusational way, in this uh, vulnerable, transparent way and received with zero judgment. So much of the spinning in our mind happens because when we do communicate to our partner, they don't hear it, receive it. They, they have a rejection or a rebuttal or they avoid or they blow up or they hide or they leave and it stays spinning in us. Sometimes for decades, there's content in our mind that spins and spins and spins. But when we can practice hearing each other and receiving it, again, in an allowance, even if we don't agree, sure. And that leaves that person's brain and now there's less content in the brain. And then all of a sudden we get to these moments of stillness and then real wisdom emerges, real truth emerges. Sometimes that we didn't even know was in there. I remember right. one time I was dating a gentleman and we went back and forth for 30 minutes with the question, tell me a way you like to be loved. And I thought I knew and he thought he knew, but after 20 minutes, these gems began emerging. And I said, I love it when you touch my face with your hand, but then I don't have to have sex. I can just be touched. I just want to be touched with no expectation. That's how I like to be loved. That's a way I like to be loved. And I had no clue that I was even in resistance to his touch subconsciously because I thought every time it meant we had to go have genital intercourse. And I didn't feel right. I had a choice in the matter. And that was a wonderful revelation for us to talk about so I could receive more of his touch. And he was like, why does she reject me? I'm just touching her. Because I had all these conclusions and expectations that I'd never communicated, right? So it's very, very healing that's, for shadows. Yeah. So um, I know there's lots of talk about vulnerability. Brene Brown talks about it. You talk about it. Why is it an essential part of a uh, an intimate relationship. When we close our heart, science has even proven, heart math has even proven, like we can measure our coherence now. If our heart is closed, we vibrate low. We aren't vibrating high in gratitude, compassion, empathy, mm -hmm. kindness, care, love, appreciation. We're vibrating quite low and our, our heart uh, shuts down and we cut off our intuition, our instincts. And we cut off the best part of our brain. We cut off our prefrontal cortex where we can think abstractly and creatively. And within five seconds of getting triggered and you shut the heart, you go back to that reptilian brain, fight, flight, freeze, uh -huh. kill or be killed. And we say things we mm. regret. We emasculate. We hit below the belt. We ghost. We avoid. Mm. We gaslight. We do all these behaviors. And it comes down to the heart. Not a better mindset. Mm. Not 10 more affirmations. Not that those aren't helpful, but it's deeper than mindset. Sure. And so if you can breathe into with this intimate relationship with yourself, I'm scared and I love and accept myself. I'm terrified what's going to happen with COVID. When are we ever going to be able to go on a vacation or when's the stock market or, or all the questions? And I love and accept myself sure. and we breathe with compassion through our heart and we feel 
empathy in our heart. And soon it turns into love and soon it turns into appreciation and soon it turns into kindness and soon it's open. Then literally scientifically what happens is the best of our brain turns on and our intuition turns on. And there we are, quote unquote, vulnerable, heart open, brave. We have our spine, we have choice, we have discernment, but we also uh -huh. have surrender, openness, curiosity, mm -hmm. that way of being for our brain, our heart, our body, our intuition, our partnership, our communication. That's the uh -huh. best chance of connecting in a healthy way and being honoring to your partner, not seeing them as your enemy, but seeing them as your ally on the same team. So I think what happens for people with some sort of trauma in their past or certain types of shadows that they're worried that vulnerability will mean that they, they have to let their boundaries go. Mm. And it's this, it seems like it's this, this duality that's, it, it's like a double-edged sword, you know, like when you're more vulnerable, you are letting certain types of boundaries down. But what is it about the balance between boundary setting and vulnerability? Mm, yes. For me, the way I see vulnerability, I like the image of Lady of the Lake, right? She's got her sword. She's got, you know, the Excalibur sword. But she doesn't walk around with it in front of her face like, are you going to hurt me? Are you going to hurt me? She has it by her side. And if you mess with her, off with your head, right? <laughs> but she's going to lead with her Right? She's going to lead with her wisdom in her heart. So vulnerability is kind of like that too, the true essence of it. You have your own back, little you inside you. You love them no matter how this conversation goes, right? We prefer certain things, but I got your back inside you, inside my heart, little you, no matter what. And you feel the strength of your spine. You feel the energy rooting down your legs into, into the center of Mother Earth. And then you feel wide like a tree with branches, open to possibilities, open to uh, being surprised, pleasantly surprised, asking questions like, I wonder how this could turn out better than ever. So the front of your being, we could call it, open and surrendered, but not a doormat. You have your quote unquote sword by your side. You have choice. You have discernment. Right. You have awareness. You can leave right? You can make other choices. So to me, that is uh -huh. the way to be um, strong, but soft, strong, but soft in your vulnerability. And it also makes the other person safe. If you come out with your lady of the lake sword in front, you know, do you think they're going to open up very much? I don't think so, right? If you're already assuming right. worse and you're closed down, are they going to be able to feel safe to be authentic with you? No. So by you being uh -huh. vulnerable, you are inherently an invitation for the other to be vulnerable. You can't control them. You can't make them, but you can invite right. them. You can welcome them. Yeah. You can be that safe place, that askable parent, that askable partner where they say something and you don't lose your marbles. You go, wow. Okay. Let me breathe for a second. That was a lot, but I'm here. I love you. I'm not going anywhere. Just give me a sec. Okay. I got it. Uh -huh. Tell me more as opposed to instant reaction, instant blame, instant leaving. There you go again, you always and never. And you know, and then we're having a huge fight. Vulnerability allows you to be transparent and go, okay, that's kind of making me cry. Just give me a second to breathe. I'm not going anywhere. I love you. I'm here. Okay. You lost your job. We it. also get back. And we also get back to that vibrational aspect of it. And one of the things that um, I have found, and, and I'm, I'm sure people have experienced this, if they're around somebody who's just 
got this positive vibration that they feel more at ease. So yeah. if we come from this place of allowing, we're sort of creating that vibration of allowing, which affects the person we're interacting with. Yeah. Totally. We have to go to we have to go to a quick break, but what stay tuned for more with Alana Pratt. I'm Christy Nupchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www.DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Welcome back to the Christine Aptor Show here on KKNW AM 1150 in the Seattle area and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. That was Michael Tomlinson at michaeltomlinson.com if you want to check out more of his music. He's a wonderful musician. He's been around for decades and always creating more. Okay, so I've been talking to author Alana Pratt and she has this wonderful book and I can't say one of the words. Finding the, the one is BS. Becoming the one is brilliant and beautiful. Um, we were talking about, um, let's see, we, during the break, we were talking about something you said you wanted to talk about. And now I've forgotten what it was. 
Do you recall what it was? You yeah, said it was wanted? about dating, the dating app and what right. it's like yes. during COVID okay, to date. So, yeah. so here I am, um, a single woman. You know, I've, I've gone through a lot of healing after my divorce several years ago, and I'm feeling really whole. But I'm yeah. also feeling like I'm ready to welcome into my life the right person um, for the purpose of expanding. Because one of the things I've learned is that there's something about intimate relationships that trigger the shadow side that doesn't don't those sides don't necessarily get triggered from say friendships or business relationships. And for us to go deeper, I think it would be helpful for me to be with somebody who's just so positive in a lot of ways, but can trigger me in those ways, but still be, bear witness to my shadow side so I can process it. And I'd like to do that same for him. So the question is, so during COVID, I, I trust that we create this vibration, we can attract the person. But during COVID, we're really limited in terms of how we meet people. What's the solution for that? Well, I don't know if it's the solution, but it's certainly a solution. When COVID hit and all my clients were saying the same thing, and they were also saying on the spiritual dating sites, uh, basically they pose as this spiritual person. We have this amazing three months of the honeymoon. And then as soon as that trigger happens that you just mentioned, as soon as the sure. first tough conversation happens, they disappear. They ghost me. Where are the people uh -huh. who are on the path, who are willing to sit in the fire and grow stronger, like everyone in my coaching community, that's what we, that's what we train in, intimacy coaching. Um, uh -huh. So that they can be better on the other side, integrate the trigger, integrate the lesson, be more surrendered or strong, uh, courageous or let go, whatever that lesson was, let's integrate it, embody it, be it, give it this kind of thing. And so I, I remember I started to kind of have one of those cries where you're sort of happy, sad cry, where you know you need to do something, but it's uh -huh. so big that it's beyond you and it's out of your control and you and you don't know even how to do it, but you know you can't not do it and that the risk is worth it, one of those cries. I said, okay, it's time. I've been thinking about doing a dating app for two years, it's time. It's time now in COVID to help people who feel more isolated than ever to connect in a meaningful way with other like-minded growth-oriented people who are all willing to do the work and become the one to find the one. So this dating app is the concept of intimacy training and a dating app all rolled into one. There are so many different aspects within doing the training every single week and having these uh -huh. different circles to talk to not only like women could talk to women, men could talk to men, LGBTQ plus can talk to people that understand their frustrations. And then we all talk together. So it's inclusive and it's honoring and it's deep intimacy training. Uh -huh. And even when they go on dates on the app, it starts out with a heart coherence meditation. Let's help people get uh -huh. out of the fear of rejection and into their open right. hearts. And I give them little questions like these dyads that we spoke of earlier. I give them, they don't uh -huh. have to use them, but I help them have a question to dive deep and meaningfully right mm -hmm. away. And it's good to know that everyone on that app, the app itself is free. But in order to have access to the app, you must sign up for the intimacy training so that you know everybody there ah. to do the work. And yes, we're all committed yeah. to finding the one, but we're already starting whole or committed to becoming even more whole. And we're here to right. be our best self. And maybe in the meantime, we'll meet some friends, some new girlfriends, guy friends, and meet uh -huh. the one and yet have the skills to keep the one, right? 
when things oh, that sounds great i one of the things that i've um noticed and, and heard from several friends is oftentimes their potential significant other the the yeah. person they're dating that's and they're getting a little bit more serious on the surface they seem to be um so deep and open and evolved and then <laughs> that facade begins to crumble and those shadow sides come spewing out in rather unfortunate ways. It sounds to me like what you're developing is something where um, you can't really fake it if you're truly going through the process. Yes, it will show whether somebody is doing their homework or not. And there's even going to be a natural consequence. If you fall more than a month behind, you'll lose the capacity to reach out and date. So it encourages you to walk your talk and do your work. After a date, you're also encouraged to learn how to praise and give feedback in a way that's up under, not top down and judgmental. So, you know, what did you really appreciate about your date? What was most meaningful about that connection with that person? What would take it to a 10? Speak in the positive, not the negative. I'd like to have more of such and such. So it's almost like a Yelp where you can see feedback. And then also, if they weren't your cup of tea, this is a no ghosting zone. People are not commodities. We are souls. And so I'm literally helping people, giving them a script that if it wasn't uh, a match, you do a sandwich. I learned this in Toastmasters when I used to run Toastmasters groups. You you say in a sandwich, hey, thank you so much. I really enjoyed getting to know you and gardening and snowboarding and all that you're up to. Middle of the sandwich. I'm not feeling that special spark that I require to take it deeper to the next level end of the right. sandwich. Thank you so much for taking the time to get to know me. I wish you all the best on your relationship journey. Like teach people yeah. how to honor rather than ghost. So it makes a very safe, elevated place to connect and, yeah. and learn the skills in a relationship um, because there's going to be bumps in a relationship and how sure. do you bring it up? Yeah. And it sounds to me like it, it also offers this opportunity for us to process truths about ourselves um not that necessarily you know everybody who gives us feedback is is speaking truth about us like right. on, a, on a deep level for ourselves but it allows us the opportunity to view ourselves a little bit differently based on feedback uh, both yeah. the positive and the negative and that that's to me sounds like it's another opportunity for processing and growing Oh, you're so right. When we receive feedback in general, how many of us instantly justify or defend as yeah. opposed to even if they only had 1% truth and they're 90%, 99% out to lunch. Let me see if there's 1% in there I can I can try on and grow uh -huh. into an even better, more humble uh, version uh -huh. of myself, right? right? So you're so right. The receiving of feedback is another skill. And can we stay present? And it comes all the way back to that little you, you know, if little you, we tr gets triggered and we say, oh, hit him with a two by four, shove him in the closet, right? It, we're not going to have that right. ability to be resilient, our heart open and get through the fire with mm -hmm. our partner. So again, that intimacy training mm -hmm. comes into play. And then just a very safe place for people to be fully self-expressed and unapologetic. And, and we don't need a relationship. We're here to become the one, to find the one. So what would delight me? Get very clear about how could you be a contribution, each other be a contribution, where the whole and the whole, like where the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, where it's not just about, yes. oh my God, I found you, but like, who are we together for humanity? 
you know, these real right. solid light worker couples. That's what I'm committed uh -huh. to creating. Yeah. And I think that that synergy, whether we're talking about intimate relationships or um, business partnerships, sure. um, any kind of collaboration, that synergy is such an important part. And I think about the energetics of it, like you, you were saying, yeah. um, it's more than the sum of the parts. And this, I think of the expansive energy that is a very creative force so that when you come together with another and there is that synergy, then something new gets created that you couldn't have even thought perhaps to create on your own. Yes, yes, you ignite the other's evolutionary spark is the way that Dr. Barbara Marks Hubbard, who passed last year, that's yes, where I yes. even learned the term wholemates from her, from soulmates uh -huh. to wholemates, where right. really when we do our own inner work as whole people, not perfect, but whole, that we uh -huh. can literally awaken the best in another. And that is, yeah. isn't that just such a treat, such a privilege, it, such an honor? It is. It yeah. is. And, and I've had that experience before. And it's, it's the kind of thing where once you've experienced that and see that as a possibility within a relationship, not just heard about it or kind of observed it, you know, in other people's relationships, when, but when you've experienced it, it's like mind-blowingly expansive. And it, it's, it helped me to realize there's great potential in intimate yeah. relationships. It's not just about the drama and the pain. It's, it's really about personal growth and that synergistic synergistic um forward movement that can be yeah. so powerful yeah and then in today's age a lot of my clients don't want to do the traditional you know tw if they're 20 years old picket fence uh -huh. have a kid live together some were like no i want him to have his own house i'll have my own house uh -huh. and we'll yeah. um or maybe he can have a yurt in the back and i'll <laughs> <laughs> like they're, yes. they're being creative and honest and open about what do they really require we don't need to be together every single day you know, right. you can ask for what you require in terms of how you live, how you want to split money or combine money, how you want to parent or co-parent, how you want to be sexually. All these questions are when you have this deep, intimate relationship with yourself and honor of another, you can create whatever works for the highest good of all, no matter what anybody thinks. And I want to create a space of permission to have those authentic conversations. Mm -hmm. And I often think about the, the programming that I've had and most people have had about what a, a relationship should look like. Right. And I love that people are saying, and the same thing's true with, with um, women who are like middle-aged women who have been divorced, who are saying, you know what, I want my own space. Um, Sark, who was on the show a couple of years ago, oh, she I and her, her fiance, um, uh -huh. they they, you know, he moved in with her and she's like, I want my own bedroom. And he was shocked. And, and yet he came to really appreciate having his own room. And of course they had plenty of connection and lovemaking, but it was the sort of thing where she stated her needs yeah. and it worked great for the both of them. And I, I know a lot of women who say, you know, okay, well, if I get in a relationship, it's, it's going to be way different in terms of the, the way the relationship works, not just the, the psychology of it, but the situational aspects of it as yes. well. Oh, Christine, I'm so glad you brought up Sark. I, she was my first mentor when I first started. And oh, that's great. Mission, I remember sitting in Big Sur in one of those big redwood tree chairs at the Henry Miller Library. That's like a hand. And we would okay. sit, it was such a big chair. Our legs were straight stretched out. And I, <laughs> and I interviewed her. And she said that was one of her top three interviews. 
And my self-worth at the time was so wobbly that she uh -huh. was such light and wind in my wings to follow my gifts. And then as I began to claim myself as an intimacy expert, I got my first hate letter and she, and I sent it to her and I was crying and she celebrated me. She goes, that must mean you are fully self-expressed. When you are hiding, you don't get those. But when you are out there, you're going to get the 10% that hate you, the 10% that think you're a God or a guru. And then you serve uh -huh. the 80% in the middle. So I just want to do a shout out. If she's listening, I love you, Susan. Thank you for really believing in me when I needed you. So love her. Everyone get her books. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's fabulous. And she's in a new relationship. Her, her fiance had passed away um, from uh, cancer. Very sad story, but also beautiful story. Um, okay, before we go any further, I want you to have an opportunity to, to share with our listeners how they can connect with you and what it is you offer. Besides oh. the, the app that's coming, we know yes, about that. Yes, thank you. So I alluded to the podcast. So my podcast is called Intimate Conversations. So uh -huh. Sark is on there and Alanis Morissette and Gay Hendricks and a lot of really wonderful interviews are there. Um, my YouTube channel, as you mentioned at the top of the hour, a lot of videos there. I answer people's questions on a regular basis. My site is my name, alanapratt.com. And there's an intimacy blind spot assessment quiz there. A lot of people are smart. Okay. And if we could see what the issue is, we would fix it. But a lot of us, me included, can't see our blind spots. I have like three, sure. I have a very thriving coaching practice, but I can't see my blind spot to save my life. So this quiz mm -hmm. shows you, oh, that's what's going on. I couldn't see it. So it gives you your power back and it gives you a path, whether it's about a deeper intimate relationship with yourself, life, or a beloved. So that's a really potent quiz. And then just, yeah, sign up for my weekly inspiration so that you're in my world so that when the app launches, it's called Heartmates, not Soulmates or Wholemates, but Heartmates. Uh, there's going to be a founder's okay. with a lot of wonderful bonuses and virtual retreats, et cetera, as we get this off the ground so that all of us can become the one to find the one. That's great. And I do want to mention to listeners and viewers that it's Alana is spelled with two L's. So A L L A N A P R A T T dot com. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering about our relationship with ourselves and facing fear. Mm, yes. Fear is rampant right now. Um, and this is a live show, and I'm doing this from my place on Orcas, and I just had a meowing cat enter the room oh, for, um, sweet. she may what? end up in my lap. <laughs> What's her name? My, my cat Muffin might as well, but she hasn't yet. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is Luna, and she just pushed the door open. Anyway, I just, Hello, I just love doing live, live radio and, and video. Anyway, fear is rampant right now. I've had to face some of my own fears. And um, there was a situation where I thought my son had gotten COVID. Mm. As it turns out, the he was just really tired from ha having taken a trip. And um, our thermometer wasn't working correctly. <laughs> so, but I went to this place of fear. And I, I feel like my, my fever of fear broke in that, you know, I, I was just like, oh, we're gonna have to do this, this and this, you know, and I realized mm. the fear is toxic. So as we face ourselves more and more within the context of COVID, how do we deal with our fear? Yeah. One of the first ways, I'm very, um, I'm always a student, so I'm always getting trained in the latest processes to take my clients through. And the latest quantum psychology processes that I've gone through ask us to go into the fear for 10 seconds, 
at a 10 out of 10 magnitude to really feel Uh it. And so you can imagine in your mind's eye, finding the little you inside who's scared. Maybe you need to excuse yourself to your meditation area, go sit on the toilet in the bathroom, whatever you need to do, just like find a space and then just hold your body, hold your heart, hold your body, breathe into the fear, lean into the fear, feel the fear, see little you, hold little you, just 10 seconds, feel the feel, feel, fear, 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 and you'd be amazed. Most of us feel it, shove it down within one second. Feel it, project anger onto another within one second. Feel it, check out, numb ourselves within one second. Very few of us actually feel it just for 10 seconds at a 10 out of 10. When I take my clients through that initial exercise, just for 10 seconds, then I go, great, take a breath. Exhale, shut the door. And I say, what's arising now? They're like, oh, it's something different. And sometimes it takes a few rounds. Maybe it's fear first, then maybe some overwhelm, then maybe some um, uh, sadness, maybe some anger. And then within a couple rounds, they're like, huh, calm. I'm calm, still. And that is how we literally help the energy integrate process. Uh-huh. If we resist it, it'll grow and it'll come up and you know rear its head later. We'll make a, a crazy decision that's not based on our deepest truth. Then we'll regret it. Then we'll beat ourselves right. up even more or blame others even more. And it's a, a negative cycle that grows with negativity. But if you instantly lean in, grab yourself, breathe, Breathe through your heart. Stay in your prefrontal cortex. I got you, little one. You have every right to be scared. It's okay. I got you. We're going to get through this. I, then the next one will be okay. And then all of a sudden, you've got the best of your brain, the best of your intuition, and you will make, quote unquote, the best choice, the right choice for that moment. So it's, it's counterintuitive. It's lean in like a piece of iron yeah. in the fire gets stronger. Lean into the fear. Fear's not bad or wrong. It's just an experience. Our fearful self is not yeah. less worthy of love than our happy self. Right. And so can we learn to love, honor, listen, cradle, acknowledge, validate, have empathy for our fearful self just as much as our triumphant badass, look how amazing and accomplished we are. Like if we truly want to be unconditionally loved by another, but we don't even unconditionally love ourselves, that's a little crazy. Sure. So do the work to embrace your fearful self, love her or him, calm them down. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just pulling off to the side of the road because some crazy driver did something, just take a moment, Mm -hmm. feel the fear, breathe, and get back to your center and then proceed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think in terms of us getting caught in our stories and, you know, we've, we've got a lot of stories surrounding the fear and part of it has to do with COVID and a lot of it probably doesn't. Um, but I did learn a technique from a therapist many, many years ago. And she said, you can let go of the fear in the moment with the option of reigniting it in the next moment. So it's kind of like, I think that sometimes we tell ourselves a story that, that if we step out of the fear, then somehow we're not going to be prepared or whatever. Or Like we can't let go of the fear because somehow it's going to be detrimental to us. So I think combining with what you're saying, it's almost like it's, it's safe to feel the fear, but then let it go. And, and I think that if you have the option of saying, okay, well, maybe in the next moment I'll feel fear again and it's okay, um, then it makes it safe. Paradoxically, it makes it safe to let go of the fear in that moment. Mm, I understand. I, I find that that 
long-term isn't a solution that works. Um, the latest research that I've done says that for science, we need image, thought, emotion, and body sensation, all four elements uh -huh. integrated to actually really process or heal an emotion and that we can't create or destroy energy. And so the right. idea of, of getting rid of fear to me that like what you resist persists, like, and yes, indeed it will come back. What if and we it, just, and maybe we're saying the same thing, but I would much rather not put it aside. I would rather literally integrate it. Like it's, it's if taking it from 210 degrees to 211 degrees to 212 degrees by integrating that fear into an uh -huh. honest to God, new state. Like, you know, how and, 212 and degrees is boiling like a new state, like a new, Oh, uh -huh. like now I'm not afraid. Now I'm courageous. Now I'm not afraid. And what I'm, I'm saying is, is basically um, letting go in the moment with the option of, of, of dealing with the fear in the next moment. And that helps to sort of calm the fear and, and you get more of this observer perspective. Cause if you really are okay in the moment, and I did this decades ago when I was afraid of flying, you know, uh -huh. it's like, okay, I'm going to let go into the next moment. Oh, because everything's fine right now. It's just my fear that's in the way. And then it, it helped me. And there I saw and experienced in, on multiple levels that everything was okay. Everything was okay. And so it helped me get out of the story. But anyway, um, we're running out of time. We've got one minute left. <laughs> that's okay. I, love, I love what you have to say. And I, I really love your work. Um, do you have a, a, a quick 30 second final message? Mm. I would just say, because a lot of us are dealing, as you very accurately said, with fear, let's just have a practice of the morning, starting with a hand on the heart and a hand on the belly and just breathe. And you can say, Hey, sweet self. Hey, sweet body. Hey, sweetheart. Is there anything you want to let me know that I haven't slowed down to hear and listen. And then at the very mm. end of the day, do the same thing. It's like bookending the day with, with checking in with our intimate self and it'll start to get louder and you'll start to feel calmer. And with that being the way you begin the day and end the day, watch how that. you can handle stress a little bit easier. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Alana, for joining mm. us here today. Fabulous conversation. Mm, thank you, Christine. It's been such a pleasure. All my love to you and Luna. <laughs> uh, thank you. And I want to thank you listeners here today. Um, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.